2018, St. Louis native James Gunn was removed from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and fired by Disney. DC immediately called him and told him he could make a movie with any of their properties, even Superman. This week, we discuss what he chose, The Suicide Squad. You're listening to the 17th episode of We Used to Talk About This at Work. All right, so I am flying solo this week. Uh, Matt was a little under the weather, but he does not have COVID, so don't worry. He should be back next week. I am joined by LaMitchell, someone that used to work with Matt and myself. Welcome, LaMitchell. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be a part of this. Um, Matt, when you're listening, sorry that uh, you're not here. I was looking forward to talking to both you and Chad, but I'm still excited to be a part because I really like what you, honestly, I like what you guys are doing. I appreciate it. One for you too, specifically in your friendship, but just in general, I think this is great what you're doing. So happy to be a part of it. (laughs) Genuinely appreciate it. I remember first meeting you, LaMetro. There were two people in your department at our old job. And I was friends with the woman in that department. Um, I'm going to avoid saying her name because we don't do that unless somebody has been on the show before, you know, Game of Thrones rules. Mm -hmm. So if she ever wants me to actually say her name, she's going to have to be on the show. So why don't you reach out and say hello? (laughs) So I remember um, she was like, oh, hey, you know, I have a new coworker, Lil Mitchell. And I, I remember like that office that they had you in, not, it wasn't, well, it was a large office, but they had the two of you like in the corner in the back. Very back. The two, um, the two end cubicles in the very back. It was, it was sad. I'm just going to put that out there. It was sad. You know, it probably looked sad to people on the other side of those cubicles, but it was actually for somebody like me personally, like she had the, the very last one which I felt jealous of. <laughs> and I was between her and another lady um, whom I absolutely adore. She became my, my work BFF while I was there. Um, but I was between them two. So, and while, you know, we had our cubicles were, you know, partially glass. So I still just kind of felt like I was on display, but, <laughs> I, but I actually just liked being in the corner. So to me, I didn't, I wasn't, offended that they put us in the corner i don't know if there's a story behind it or anything but i mean not to get all the way into it but i feel like it was because you guys were um to put this in a certain way you guys were not beholden to the management in that building right and so you guys were you know an afterthought i feel like they're like well if we can't control them just just put them anywhere yeah, and I mean that that could have been the case. I mean, you all were working there clearly way before I was. And I mean, I heard something kind of like not so much to that effect, but kind of along those lines in terms of they just needed a place to put us, is what I was told. Um and yeah, I mean, I felt like there were better places they could have put us. But you're right. I, I think, too, it just dealt more with the fact that, you know, we we didn't fall under, you know, management in, in the building. So 
um, you know, our management was elsewhere outside yeah. the building. So, yeah. um, but we utilized um, people in the building a lot for our job. Like we had to, because, you know, our job was, you know, to talk to and about people yeah. in order to do that, we have to engage with people, but it, it was kind of difficult for me, especially because I kind of do like talking to people. Well, I like to tell people I don't like people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't like to be bothered, but I think I just, uh, I like people on my terms, I guess. I don't know. I gotcha. But I, but I do like to go around and talk to people and get to know people. And especially for what I was doing, I kind of needed that. And I found there, um, it was really difficult for me to meet people and get to know people. So a lot of people in the building and in, in the city, I found just really weren't very open and welcoming to somebody <laughs> new. And I'm used to that. I'm used to going places and it, you know, it's not easy to get to know people when you come right. into a place. But I felt like at the time, just that building um, was harder for me up to that point because people really didn't want to talk to me. Um, and it didn't help that my, my job involved talking oh, okay. to and about people. And so when I came with questions, people were very apprehensive and standoffish. Yeah. And so I had to do kind of a lot to put people at ease, get them to just kind of talk to me. But you, because, you know, our, our mutual coworker slash friend, you know, she took me around to introduce me to people, um, to let them know, especially the, the ones who needed to know that I was in the building. And so I think you, she had told me about you before I met you, because I believe you were actually on, you were gone, you were on vacation. She told me about you because, so I guess you had done something, you had went, you'd taken a yeah. picture. So we went to actual King's Cross. Okay. And so that's what she, that's she, so I, I heard about you first from her because of that. Like she was really excited to, she was like, oh my God, look what he's doing. It's great. I was like, oh, it's kind of nice. Cause I think the picture I saw was you. You know, yeah pushing the cart through the wall yeah yeah and then when you got back she made sure that i met you okay okay so um yeah man you are a bit of a nomad um you left that job before wait like a little ways a little sometime before mad myself and uh we're facebook friends so i've seen that over since you left that job you have moved to like four different cities <laughs> no only two i um left there and went to san antonio uh and actually went to go back to a um a a uh employer that i was at before okay i came there um so i got picked back up with that employer uh, I was there in San, in San Antonio for three years, a little more than three years, just a little more than three years. Okay. And I actually got um, offered a promotion position um, in my home city. And okay. I really didn't plan to come back, but it was a promotion and it kind of made sense to take it. Um, and so I've been back now here. Um, tomorrow, Sunday will be will begin my seventh week 
Oh, wow. Okay. Being back here. This is probably my hardest move um, so far, but there are, that's because there are more factors in place. Because I have moved a lot, mostly because of my job, but or because of my career. And I look for opportunities. So anytime something that something looks like an opportunity yeah, for me to I get that. do something different in my career or, you know, move up or move around, then I, you know, take it. But in the past, it's just been me having an apartment and just being able to pick up and go. Whereas now, you know, I have other responsibilities yeah. that yeah. You know, made this move a little more difficult. Um, and the adjustment period is longer and too much stuff going on in terms of just like my life. You know, I had to uh, just last week, I had to um, make the decision to say goodbye to my dog who has been with me for almost 16 years. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was rough. It needed to happen, I guess, but it was just, I, and I'm, I'm okay with her dying. Cause you know, I know that happens. Yeah. What I'm having a hard time just right now adjusting is, you know, having to have made that decision. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, so that was that. That's something that I I never imagined I would have to do, and then having to have to do it, it's it's a weird thing to me. Like it's not something that I'm, you know, I, I didn't. I'm not raised on a farm around animals and see this kind of stuff. And I know life, you know, is a cycle. Like I get all of that, but you know, just having to make a decision was is something that I'm kind of, you know, been dealing with um, emotionally. So, but um, I'm a I'm, I'm getting there with that. But so for the most part, man, just this, this move this time, um, I'm happy to be home. Um, my city has changed a lot since I've been gone. And so it's been really exciting to get out and get to know it again and reintroduce myself to the city and vice versa. So um, I kind of been running these streets a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so what's different now than when you were there? Well, so growing up here, um, we used to always say there's like nothing going on. This place is boring. And we just used to hit the road and, and go to Dallas. Like, especially when I got old enough to drive, like that's where we hang out at. Like, um, and there was really nothing to do, especially if you were like a young, like, the, you know, the young single crowd or the young crowd that, you know, that coming of age crowd. Yeah. At the time when I was coming of age, like there really, it was no social life, like no nothing going on. So whereas now they've. they've the hipsters been, have taken over. Well, kind of, but it's, it's in, in some, in some places, yes, but it's not even just the hipsters. Like the city has actually invested in actually adding attractions and things to the city. Okay. Um, and then there are people, residents who are actually taking an interest in actually providing um, long-term activities and things that are happening and the city is attracting more visitors. Um, and it's just, it's just the, the energy is different um, okay. uh, to me. You know, yeah. there's some people here who kind of still think, oh, there's nothing to do. But in my opinion, those are people who are still used to doing the same things. Whereas me, I just, I honestly like everything. Yeah, I'm more I, open-minded. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm genuinely fascinated and intrigued by a lot of different stuff. I mean, up to and including... Um, you know, I guess what we're going to talk about here in a little bit, just because, you know, I'm not a comic book nerd. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I didn't grow up with comic books. 
Um, so I, I can't talk to you about comic books, but I grew up in the era of superhero cartoons. Okay. And I'm a superhero cartoon fanatic. Like, I mean, I was from Saturday morning cartoons to, you know, before we go to school, getting dressed, the cartoons were playing mm-hmm. and, you know, almost missing the bus because I'm trying to watch <laughs> He-Man or, you know, Hero or G.I. Joe. Like, I mean, I was watching all of them. Um, and then coming home and watching, you know, Super Friends and, or, you know, whatever the superhero and the action pack cartoons and even the Scooby-Doo, like the, like I'm, I was into all of that. So while I'm not a comic book, you have um, some familiarity. I'm a superhero cartoon person. And so I can kind of get to the two. So I, I just like every, like, I just like a lot of stuff. Okay. Well, since you kind of mentioned it, um, He-Man, have you seen that, um, the new He-Man on Netflix? No. And I just, so I just saw, um, last week that there is a He-Man on Netflix. Okay. I was kind of on the fence on if I want to watch it. <laughs> so have you seen anything that the internet's been saying? Mm-mm. Cause you know, the internet's gotta be mad about something. Yes. I, I'm, a, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I ha- honestly, I haven't seen any chatter. Um, but now that you say that I might, I either will probably go and search for the chatter or I probably won't. I probably just watch it and make my own, my own, uh, I would say avoid the internet chatter. Um, part of the problem and part of the problem with a lot of these things, the internet gets mad at is how something is advertised Mm -hmm. because like it's advertised one way than it actually is in reality. Okay. So, very light spoilers. Um, this show is not called He Man. This is called Masters of the Universe. Then, like Revelations or something. So, don't expect to see He Man in every episode or Adam. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. But yeah, I liked it. Um, it's five 20 minute episodes. Um, it ends on a crazy cliffhanger where you got to wait till whenever they release the next five episodes, but, um, it's not a bad, it's not a bad hour of your time that you would spend. Okay. Well, just for that, I will purposefully why, cause it was, it's on my watch list. Yeah. But I, I mean, but that's Netflix watch list. How much crap is on there? Oh, mine. Not a lot. Okay, but to be fair too, one of the reasons that I was apprehensive about watching this because I'm I'm really nostalgic, and so I'm when something new happened, like something new and up to date, and today, you know, a take on something that happened before that I really like, it takes me a minute to decide I want to be involved. <laughs> oh, okay. So this 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 series is actually a sequel to the '80s show, really, or a continuation. Okay. So, like, everything you know about what has happened, like, where the characters stand, that carries over. The only thing different is, like, the art is, like, a thousand times better. Okay. Well, that'll be, then that'll be um, nice to go ahead and and watch. So, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how I feel about, um, you know, the topic in comics and stuff. Like, I, I hate that I'm not, that I didn't grow up with comics, but... I absolutely still love that I grew up with superhero cartoons. And it's not like you can't go back and read those comic books. Yeah, well, it kind of is. I'm not, I'm not going to go back and read it. But now, to be fair, I have some. I bought some comic books because I wanted to get into comic books. That didn't work. I mean, you can't, you can't just jump in. You got to, 
yeah kind of know where to start you know <laughs> and that's my point so it kind of it's like i can't go back you know i'm not doing that i don't have that kind of time and i don't have you know my, my thought process is different now because then if i start reading something i'm gonna want to know origins and and wait a minute why does this happen this way and who's this person i need to go back to the beginning i'm not doing that that's so fair. just tell me what i what i missed up to that point and then we can go from there well, when, <laughs> that's when the- so um, me personally, I have been on a uh, path of um, self-betterment. So a few weeks ago, I mentioned, you know, you know, went to the library, been reading some stuff. And so I got a, a, a self-help book last week and I got one through one chapter of it. And then I got back in the car and I took it back mm-hmm. because it was very clear that they're actually trying to sell you like seminars. Mm-hmm. so like they'll be like okay yeah and what you want to do is xyz but you can get more information about this if you go to www and sign up for us <laughs> a... and i'm like what the heck is happening here like <laughs> gotcha. they trolled you all through the library i mean hey man i didn't pay for this book like, if i bought it off amazon spent that 15 dollars, i would have been pissed but yeah. you know it's just the time it took to drive up there yeah so, it's all good yeah, at least you could have sat and found a different book <laughs> to troll you. <laughs> All right. So before we hop over to the movie, I was curious, LaMitchell, uh, what is your favorite and least favorite comic book movie? Getting back to the topic of, you know, you're a superhero fan and whatnot. So um, I was thinking about this question. And for me, um, and I know some of your diehard comic book and superhero listeners are probably going to be angry with me. I don't. If care. you are angry, please write us at we used to talk at gmail.com. <laughs> but so my favorite um, movie is the first Wonder Woman movie. Okay. But the reason why is because um, so I'm a huge Wonder Woman fan. I've been my whole entire life. Cartoon, um, Linda Carter, live action. Like I love, I've always loved Wonder Woman. Um, and Green Lantern and Black Panther. I mean, they 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 did Green Lantern dirty, but they did. Continue. That's not the discussion we're having, and <laughs> you know that's a different day. Um, but so that was my favorite, just because if for no other reason, then I waited so long for it. Because right. even when I was a kid, like I used to, honest to God, dream about a live action Super Friends, quote unquote. Oh, movie. that'd be yeah. And a live action Wonder Woman. Like I had been waiting for those since I was a kid. Um, and so I was happy to see Justice League. Yes, there's some stuff that we know can be done different, better. The second version that came out was much better. Like all of that. I get it. But I was just happy that they finally made one before like I died or something. Right, but the Wonder you. Woman movie for me um, was really special just because um, I liked who they picked. I yeah. liked what they did with the first one. I like the fact that I got to see it in a theater. Like that was what I had dreamed of as a little kid. So for me, um, not really even getting into the details of the movie, that's that will probably be my favorite movie. My least favorite is going to be, I loathe Deadpool. And this is why I said some of your diehard listeners are probably going to be angry. I loathe Deadpool. Like I've never watched it. I've seen bits and pieces. And actually most recently, probably three weeks ago, I saw it was on, some channel I was watching in the hotel. And um, so I actually purposely made myself watch it 
just so I can say if I'm really saying it. Okay. And after seeing, I didn't watch the whole thing, but after seeing some of it, I mean, hate's a strong word. I still don't like, I still probably, I wouldn't run to watch them. I don't like the, I don't like it. Um, I just think it's gross. And okay. I just think that character is gross. And <laughs> just, it's just, it's just gross to me. And I don't really care for it. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're, we're, I'm just asking the question, what is your favorite and least favorite? I'm not going to, I'm not going to browbeat you. I know, but um, you needed why. I'm sure you needed. I sure. I'm sure you wanted a follow up as to why I couldn't just give you an answer. I I, I, I like the first one. Like it was fine. Like you know, it was very clear that they were working with a budget, and it was just confined. Like I like that character a lot. Uh, Deadpool is what got me back into comics. Like I was really into comics when I was younger, mm-hmm. and then I fell off. And then um, there was this video game called. Um, um x-man legends Mm -hmm. and it's basically a game where you can pick which x-man you want and then you just go on a little mission and you know fight the bosses and you can switch swap out the members and deadpool was an unlockable character and so i was like oh man this character is cool let me read some of his comics and i you know risk you know started reading some of his comics and then i started reading like other comics and that kind of just propelled me back into comic books so yeah, so um, I was I like Deadpool before he was cool, but you know, it's just whatever. <laughs> but I mean, it, great for the Deadpool fans. I I I could take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> for me, my least favorite comic book movie would be Spawn. Um, mm-hmm. I remember seeing it in a drive in a million years ago when I was a young man, two young man <laughs> when I was a boy. Uh, way too young to actually see that movie and I hated it like it wasn't even this even back then like the story was just a mess and the CGI was just terrible like I was like why why did I even want to stay up to watch this like Mm -hmm. I could be at home in my bed right now like I just never cared for it ever since I can see that too I, I never got into Spawn it didn't the, the character didn't pull me. I don't know anything about Spawn. So same it here. Same here. It didn't pull me in. I wasn't interested in seeing the movie. I didn't care. Um, so, but I think too, to be fair to some of these movies that for me personally, I don't like. I think just because of how I fell in love with these superhero slash comic book characters was because of the either the superhero factor or the hero factor you know in terms of like gi joe and the voltron and the transformers yeah and like I, I i watched all those in terms of cartoons so any of those in comic book form like i said I, I was not a comic book reader however if you put one of those in front of me as a comic book i would probably read it just because yeah i identified with the with the hero part and the superhero part okay i mean good point good point so i feel like then you may be on board with me for my favorite comic book movie and it's superman the movie um not not any of this not any of the marvel movies not even like batman like the dark knight or anything superman the movie and i'll tell you why um whenever circuit city was going out of business like i bought the movie on blu-ray i had never seen it before Mm -hmm. and i watched it 
and I was just captivated by it. Like, it gave me that feeling of like, you know, when you see um, a movie trailer for like something that's going to be like a summer blockbuster and you're like, damn, that mo- that trailer looks so good. Like, I cannot wait to see it. And your mind is just ablaze of like all the different things that could be happening in that movie. And mm-hmm. so rarely does it like meet those expectations. Like, I've never even seen a trailer for the movie, but just seeing it just made me feel like this is a summer movie. This is a blockbuster. Like, this feels like I watched Superman do some stuff for two hours. Like, the tagline for the movie is, you will believe a man can fly. And I absolutely did. And I still do. Like, I love that movie so much. I remember that. Um, I remember Circuit City, too. So that's- <laughs> Um. Yeah, I and so when you talk about that, and even just the way you describe that, and that's that's kind of what I mean by the traditional superhero. Because I I grew up, I think one of the first um live action superhero movies I saw, of course, especially growing up in the time I did, was Superman. Right. And so of course, because I watched the Super Friends cartoons, love Superman. You know, so. I had to see the movie and I, I, I definitely agree with that. Like I, the, some of the older Superman movies I probably like a lot more than some of the newer ones. They really haven't done Superman justice since, in my opinion, Superman two. I would not disagree with you yeah. on that. I, I agree. I, I would agree with that. Um, maybe I feel like, possibly they just started making these Superman movies to keep up with the Batman movies and to keep up with the Marvel movies and stuff. But, you know, I don't feel, I don't feel like lately they actually put a, they actually put time and energy into Superman stories anymore. There was one uh, Superman movie that came out. I can't remember which one it was. I got to look it up, but I actually fell asleep on the movie because Uh, it was uh, that boring to me. Man of Steel. That's probably the one. Yeah. I, I thought that was okay, but then he's like, all right, and I have to snap somebody's neck at the end. I'm like, what? You don't actually have to do that. I don't even know. I literally in the theater fell asleep, and I don't even know how long I was asleep because I woke up and a whole bunch of stuff had happened, and I was just like, I don't even know what I missed. But then I had to sit there and watch it because I paid for it. So, right. you know, I, I, can, I can agree with you on that. I mean... I- I feel like the biggest problem with Superman movies now is that people making Superman movies don't understand the character of Superman. I would agree with that as well. Just like, oh yeah, Superman. Um, he, he lies. He yeah. is allergic to kryptonite. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> on the, if you just slide over to the other side of uh, Marvel and you take a character like Captain America mm-hmm. and if you remove all of the MCU stuff, your assumptions about Captain America are he is a patriot as in like, he would just do what the government tells him to do. And that's the end of the day, Mm -hmm. Uh, a peacemaker, if you will, to, you know, kind of allude to tonight's movie, Mm -hmm. but like, no, like the MCU really flushed out, like, no, Captain America stands for what America is, is about but he will not blindly follow an order, even if it's coming from America itself. Right. 
Yeah. And so they put that they put that energy into building that character and exactly. building that background into giving you um, that kind of information about him so that you do know. I mean, even to have a conversation like this, the fact that you can pull that out from this character to the point of, you know, these newer Superman movies, you know, you used to be honestly watching, you know, the first Superman movies, you know, back in the day even as a kid, you kind of felt like that, like you kind of felt like Superman stood for justice and the American way, whatever any of that meant at that time, mm -hmm. you felt that because you see it in His the way they made movies, right? Yeah. Versus now, it's just kind of like, let's get a Superman movie out and he's going to fly and fall in love with Lois Lane and <laughs> oh be shot by Kryptonite and it's going to be bad. And yeah. it's a movie. No, no. All right. So all that being said, we got a little bit of a primer here. Um, this week, we will discuss The Suicide Squad. Your mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. No. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problem. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? Oh my god, we've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit! Uh huh. The Suicide Squad is sent on its latest mission to the island of Corto Maltese after a political coup to stop and destroy any evidence of something called Project Starfish. During the mission, there are several casualties from the squad, but eventually the few survivors learn that there is an alien entity named Starro that has been held captive for 30 years on this island with the power to control people. Through some mishaps, Starro gets free and takes over most of the inhabitants of the island, but the squad prevails and stops it. So, um, Lamentio, what did you think of this movie? Off the top, I liked it. Okay. Um... I liked it for what it was. Okay. Because initially, like maybe a lot of other people, and I feel confident saying that because I actually read this um, before I even talked to you guys about, you know, being a part of the show. Um, a lot of people thought this was a sequel to the original. It sort of is. It's a spiritual sequel. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a sequel. Um, so I did see some, not online chatter, but I saw some um, like people's take on the movie. And after seeing it, I agree. Like basically it's, it's the suicide. It's another iteration, I guess, of the suicide. This is just me giving my own, you know, what I think. Iteration of the Suicide Squad that, could be married to the first one, but has nothing to do with the first one. And I guess um, I just assumed it was going to be an actual direct um, sequel because my first question was, why the hell does Will Smith always get into these movies where he's really good in this character and then he doesn't do anything else with the next ones coming out? Because I was really, I thought he was going to be in the sequel. But having said that, though, I was just looking forward to it because I really, I really liked his character in the first, I liked what he did with the character. So part of me thinking this was going to be a sequel was, well, I suppose it was it. Having said that, having seen the movie, I liked it. There were some parts of it that I didn't get with the movie 
Okay, like what? I guess so much of the cartoony stuff that was integrated in the movie to me was unnecessary. Um, but I'm 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 open enough to believe that there was a point that I missed, and I might have. I'm mean, going to have to see it again um, to like some of this stuff. But I guess I was my expectation. Again, this was having the first one in my head too. Was this was just a straight on action movie? But then you had all this other stuff happening that I'm just like, I don't what what why is this here? It didn't necessarily take away from the movie for me. Um, it was just kind of a small distraction to me in my head as far as just like getting to the action and telling the story and and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Have, have you been like really following the trajectory of these latest uh, DC movies? Like we started with Man of Steel and you fell asleep on that. And then we had um, Batman v Superman. And um, both of those were very dark and gritty movies mm-hmm. in the same vein of the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Warner Brothers thought that the people wanted. Didn't matter what character but that's what they thought the people wanted. And then we had Wonder Woman that was like a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. And then we had Justice League, which was hot garbage, right? Mm -hmm. And so like at that point, like people were fired, a lot of shifts at the company. And then we got um, Aquaman, right? Mm -hmm. Which was a little lighter, a little jokier, right? Then we got Shazam, a lot lighter, a lot jokier. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's a fun movie. It's a lot. It's a lot of I fun. I to see that. And then I feel like the next one was Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty-seven. I didn't like eighty-six, eighty-seven. I mean, we we're not gonna talk about yeah. that. Yeah. But what what I'm saying is like, uh, DC is trying. Yes, a little bit of that Marvel flair of like light and jokey, but also like stop taking itself so fucking seriously Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of if you guess if you go from suicide the first suicide squad to this one like it is it does feel like a big tonal shift but if you look at overall what they're trying to do with these movies it makes sense and i see that because i agree like i don't need my because in the beginning i if I w- you know I know people make this whole you know DC versus Marvel. I wasn't one versus the other, mm-hmm. um, except for more of the DC characters I liked more because those are the ones I knew more, right? Okay. Um, of course, over the years now with these movies being made, of course I've seen more Marvel movies, obviously because more have been made, and I like <laughs> more of Marvel movies, obviously because more have been made. So when the DC movies started to come out and they were darker, I personally did not like them. I don't like the dark ones. I just, right. It's just, first of all, it's dark, literally. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, I think about these movies that the DC movies that are out, like, you know, visually, literally, they're dark. There was sometimes that, you know, stuff was happening in the movie and I couldn't see because you got these characters dressed in dark costumes in this you know, in these dark rooms and dark backgrounds and non-existent light and they're fighting or they're doing whatever. And I couldn't see that crap. So Mm -hmm. to me, it was just like watching shadows. So I'm happy with the lighter part. What I'm, what I mean by the suicide squad, um, 
that's out now is, you know, almost psychedelic type background stuff going on. That so the, speci- like, the specific thing you're talking about, like you got to also think about the character that it happened with. So like there's a fight with Harley where she's mm-hmm. like killing a whole bunch of dudes and like instead of like blood splattering everywhere, like you're you're looking at that fight scene from her perspective. Mm-hmm. So like she's not well. And so she's like, oh, yeah, look at all the pretty flowers floating out of these people because mm-hmm. this is this is this is her worldview. This is how she can you know go around killing so many people because it's not as violent as it would appear to anybody else. And see, this is why I said that I'm open minded enough to believe that there was a reason behind it, because watching it and again, keeping in mind that I still had in my head a slight comparison yeah. with the previous one. To me, I didn't see the point as I was watching it. Like, it didn't fit. But again, I'm also, like, I absolutely loved, loved the first Suicide Squad. Like, I loved everything about it. The characters, the action, the stories. Like, to me, everything fit. Um, So I thought that was done really well in terms of, you know, the production and, and everything. So with this one, I liked it. But with some of the stuff that was going on, I didn't understand it. And I didn't understand the, the, the reason for it. Okay. So, but that's why for me, with most movies, I'm always open-minded enough to know that there's stuff that I'm not getting that somebody else could probably explain. So hearing you say that, like when I watch it again, because I will watch it again, um, I will consider that. And then it might make more sense. Like that being in the, in place, will probably make more sense to me in my head as I'm watching it. Because as I was watching it this time, I was just like, okay. So, you know, fun fact about me, I love fight scenes, mm-hmm. especially any woman that's kicking butt. I've always loved that. Like any woman that kicks anybody's butt, I'm here for it um, in the movies. So, and I love Harley Quinn. Like I love that character just off the top. Like she might become easily like my second favorite female comic book yeah. character. I just like her. But I also like that actress. So that's probably why. <laughs> so her story to me, like I'm always interested in whatever her story is anyway. With what was happening with her, like I got it. She was fighting. She was, you know, the, the reason why she was fighting her way out of what she was fighting and going through everything she's going through. To me, that was enough just for me without the other stuff. But that's why I, told, I you know, I said earlier. I'm open-minded enough to believe that there was a reason behind it. So I, I, I like what you explained, what you said, and I will uh, take that into consideration when I watch it again to see if <laughs> I get a different point of view um, for what I saw. Also, I, I personally feel like he, they probably had to do that because, like, yes, we're in America, and like you can get away with, you can get away with a lot of blood. But at the rate of violence in that movie, I feel like they were starting an NC-17. Mm. And so they probably did have to tone it down in some parts. That's <laughs> that's my personal theory. That's not illogical. That is not illogical. <laughs> I will accept that too. I, I but, will definitely accept that as well. But uh, I also forgot, uh, we, had, we got Birds of Prey last year also, which was pretty jokey. It was mm. dark but not as dark as the other, the previous films. And I didn't see that, and I, I meant to, but I never got around to seeing that. I wanted to see that. It's good. Um, it's the second 
movie of these DC movies that was directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. And there are some parts where you can tell a woman directed it because it's not exploitative of a highly sexual nature. And it's a scene in particular where like the main antagonist, he like flips out and he makes this woman strip down. But like, that's not the focus of the scene. The, the scene isn't like, oh man, she's getting naked. This, the, the point of the scene is like, this man is insane. I feel like that tastefulness really showcase like okay this is a woman directing this scene mm-hmm. so yeah. i liked it yeah i didn't see birds of prey and i wanted it was one of the ones that i wanted to see and i don't know why i never got around to seeing it but because it was it came well <laughs> marketing was part of the problem because like they made it seem like that movie was coming out on valentine's but mm-hmm. it came out like a week before and then like it did okay in the box office and then the pandemic hit so timing was terrible for that movie I, I don't like I go to the movies a lot by myself to see just almost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think I it was on my list to see at the theater and I never got around to it. And That's never, good. Yeah. Like with this movie, with the story of it, like I'm not even going to BS. This is the best movie of 2021 for me. Like I can't remember laughing this hard in a movie. The story just for me just clicked on every angle like go to this island there's destabilization with the government mm-hmm. we want you to kidnap this person we need you to stop some shit that they're doing that's the mission nothing crazy right and mm-hmm. like every point like the moment they touch down on the beach shit gets more and more fucked up and mm-hmm. like that's a suicide squad mission like you don't have all the information like it just seems like simple shit and like things just keep getting worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. like i loved it um i didn't know idris elba was that funny he could be that funny like the interactions oh, yeah. with him and the leaf where and he was like why the fuck would i want to leave like why the fuck would he want to leave like yeah oh, he, he's pretty funny <laughs> i liked him in this movie though and his his humor i thought that was cool and i liked him and john cena's antagonist yes i fucking love that especially that scene when they're killing all the rebels but they don't realize that they're rebels and they're just showing off and it's like yeah that was my <laughs> i think my favorite part between those two was when um waller was introducing you know the group to you know Idris elk's character you know while he was uh, cleaning up and she yeah. was listing off all this stuff that he does right <laughs> and when she was introducing him to john cena's character and he listed the same thing and i i said out loud that's the same shit you said about me that's right. what i said out loud in the theater and then he looked and he said to her are you joking like that's the same shit i do and i was i was like yes, okay so this was like on purpose like they did because i was listening to it like am i did i right like the movie is like super self-aware like at the very beginning when they're on the plane and the guy's like uh so your name's tdk what's that stand for it's like it's just letters and he's like but what do the letters stand for and then captain boomerang's like all names are uh, letters dickhead yeah (laughs) and i I remember actively reacting to that too like he's right like because i kind of said the same thing like what does tdk stand for like i'm thinking the same thing and when he said all letters all names have letters he was like you know what he's right like that's the most logical thing i've heard and like um he's a weasel he's harmless i mean he 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 killed like 27 kids but he's harmless like (laughs) 
I think, uh, and that's why I was, this is what I was getting to. Um, so I actually like Pete Davidson just in general. Okay. Okay. Like, so there's I mean, something like, wrong with you. I'm, I hear you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not like this super fan. I don't just do everything. But so when I saw his name in the credits, like I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, Pete Davidson get, gets to be like this, you know, in this movie, like it's going to be good. And then he was only in the movie for like two damn seconds. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell did they even put him on the credits for? Like, in like not on the like not the end credits, like the his name is in like I kind of felt cheated with Pete. I felt like Pete Davidson deserved a little bit more just I, in general. And like and another thing that I didn't really care for in the last uh live action one was like they killed one person. Like this is the suicide squad. Not everybody is coming back home. And like so I had I had to come to that conclusion with this movie. Oh go <laughs> oh, boy, did you? Oh. And I, well, I think you're right because, you know, when you talk about the first one, when they kill one person, because as they were killing off these characters, again, i.e. like the Pete Davidson character, I was just like, what was the point? Like you're killing off these. But then I, I literally said to myself, okay, well, they are called the Suicide Squad. Right. I don't think everybody's supposed to come. I will say, though, you said something earlier about like with the first movie and this being a Suicide Squad and, um, you know, and they're hadn't superheroes in and everything i'm almost wondering well i'm wondering um if with the first one if the idea behind um you know when they're making the movie is to actually set it up to make one of them a superhero type character not necessarily a superhero. i mean yeah did you not see any scene with will smith no I, that's what i mean <laughs> and that's why i say that because when you when you said that it made me kind of think back to I wonder if like the diff one of the differences, and when I say I wonder, I mean just in my own head, like for myself, if you know the setup for that whole movie was to um, almost build it in a way that one or more can break out into their own type situation. I mean, whereas I think yes. this movie, even though yes, Idris Elba was kind of the, you know, the focus character in terms of the leader, if you will. Um, but you had a number of the standout characters. And then, of course, you had some who didn't make it to the end or did they, question mark. I mean, right? you, you do know that John Cena's getting his own show, right? On that yeah. character. Yeah, no, I know. They said there was a lot about this movie. Like I said, I, I, I like the movie. You know, you know, that's what I led with. I, I definitely did not hate the movie. I will definitely see it, be seeing it again. Um, but just my, my biggest just critique for the movie was initially and then having your perspective now you know could have changed it but just initially there were just parts about it that to me i'm like why like what was the point right um but again i can watch it again and kind of go back and add this conversation and see how i feel about it afterwards but i mean just in general overall i like the movie and if anybody is questioning about watching it even if you just want something to just freaking watch for nothing else to do and be entertained this is a yeah. good one. no i i 100 agree don't watch this on HBO Max. Actually go to the theater. Support this movie. I watched it at home and it's like, shit, I should have really gone to the theater because this is a funny movie. We need to support this movie with our money so that they know these are the kind of DC movies we want. Also, like the listeners know, I am a sucker for a father-daughter storyline. They threw two of them at us and I, I was like, stop 
hitting me with that stuff. Rat catcher too. Yes, my daughter's one. Like I saw my daughter as her. I, I connected when um uh, at the end, near the end, when Starro shot out those um uh, those baby Starros to suck, mm-hmm. you know, take over people. I was like, baby girl, put on your mask. Like, baby girl, yep. put on your mask. Yep. Yep. She was one of the ones that because she was the first one that put it on, right? She yelled to everybody else. Yeah, I remember right. Yeah. I, you know what? It's funny because that you said that I actually was happy that she put on it. Like I was so happy that she was the one that called because initially in talking about stuff, I didn't understand. Like it took me a second to understand her character. Like, mm-hmm. okay, who is she? What is she doing? And then I had the same reaction that some of the other characters in the movie had like, why rats? Like, I mean, okay. Like why rats? But I like that they explained that. Yeah. Explained it good enough that it actually, I use this word a lot, but you know, was logical as mm-hmm, logical mm-hmm. Could be for a comic book superhero movie, right? <laughs> but it, it actually was a, a reason that, you know, it tied to her father and it, the, the reason that she gave, as disgusting as it might be to somebody <laughs> who hates rats. You and Idris Elba's character. Yeah, but it made sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it made sense for that character's backstory, so. Also, like that surprise cameo by Taika Waititi, like just came out of fucking nowhere. I was like, you playing the father? Like, stop trying to make me cry. Stop. (laughs) They did this for you. This was they 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 knew they like pull at your heartstrings and make you see it again (sighs) in the theater. God damn it. Um, Buy it. So you can a... with your daughter when she's five and six. And... <laughs> all right, baby, you're gonna watch this violent movie. All right, watch this violent movie, and we're gonna bond. This right. is what fathers and daughters do. Um, squad. <laughs> so I wanted to throw two more things out there. Um, I absolutely love that sh- that um the way the scene was shot when Rick Flag and Peacemaker were fighting, but mm-hmm. you only saw the fight through the reflection of Peacemaker uh, Peacemaker's mask, uh, his helmet. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. Do you know what I like about that is I didn't even notice that. I mean, I and I let me qualify that. Like I noticed it that it was through the helmet. There are times where something like that would have happened and I would have been upset. Like, okay, can we get off the helmet? Can we get right? But I think because it was done so well and you can actually see the action in the yes, helmet, yes. And it it was it wasn't a it wasn't a distraction. A distraction to me. The helmet was not a distraction, and the fight scene in the helmet was not a distraction. Like you could actually make out what was happening. So I actually, now that you bring that up, I can tell that that was something that, you know, it just, it flowed with the movie to me mm-hmm. and it made sense. So I, yeah. I don't remember questioning that at all. Right. And I actually noticed that it was in the helmet and I was like, huh. And I didn't, you know, say to myself, geez, enough with the helmet. Like, I don't remember saying that. So yeah, I like that. I just appreciate DC is at a point where they're like, okay, we can't be Marvel. So we are truly going to let people come here and do what they want to do. And I appreciate that, you know, stuff happened with James Gunn and he got the call. He's like, okay, I'll come over. Y'all let me do whatever the fuck I want to do. And he just had like so much freedom to like, just do what he wanted to do. Like with Pokemon, uh, Pokemon, uh, with Polka Dot Man and like, before you actually saw him release any polka dots and like his face was like so puffy with all those polka dots and it's like if you've seen any of james gunn's earlier stuff like he loves body horror Mm. but you can't really see that stuff with the squeaky clean disney shit he's had to do and Mm -hmm. so like just you get a director 
that they can just do what they want to do. Like mm-hmm. it is, you know, obviously within reason. I, it was, it was just so refreshing that, yeah. you know, that's why I like this movie so much. It's like, it's funny. It's fun. It's got some dark parts. It's got some parts that's going to tug at your heartstrings. They just got to do what they wanted to do. And like, there was not as much interference as you're going to have over at Disney. Mm-hmm. I do like that, you know, a number of the same characters were in the movie because I think whether people believe it's a sequel or not, because that is some online chatter if you happen to just go online and check, people believe it's a sequel or not, it still provides a level of continuity yeah. in terms of the universe, in terms of the Suicide Squad universe. Like for my own personal head canon, I am taking this as a sequel because, you know, at the very beginning, you had that, that quick, very quick um exchange between harley and boomerang acknowledging that they know each other acknowledging like hey maybe we've done something like this before maybe not mm-hmm. and they just kept it moving mm-hmm. so yeah. in my head canon yes like this is a sequel I, I i mean to me it was a sequel but again the only reason why i brought that up is because um i did see that that was a question with yeah you know fans of the movie or the you know the universal whatnot so i like that a number of the characters you know were were in both movies because again just even watching it it still provides some semblance mm-hmm. of continuity and some mm-hmm. semblance of well there is a um connection whatever it may be whether it's just this different you know scenario and time and or whether this is a you know the next step to you know or the next job and some of the other characters are either doing something else or didn't make it or whatever the situation is but i just appreciate that and i also first of all you know i appreciate how you know the uh staff kind of took over toward the end to uh i like how callous they were throughout the entire movie where like at the beginning oh, they're like taking God. bets taking bets okay that was funny to me <laughs> that was the funniest thing <laughs> I like that because I, I I like that they did that. Um, especially then when she came and said, "What are you doing?" I was just no nothing. We're just <laughs> meeting guys. It was like you know, it was a great meeting. Yeah, that was funny. We're gonna transition to uh, short and trivia this week. So, Lamentia, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is on the Suicide Squad? Is ninety eight percent, ninety two. Really? Yes. I feel com- I feel good about that. I feel good about my answer then. The um, audience score is 86, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the tomato meter is at 92. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I got two bits of trivia, and then we're going to roll on out of here. Uh, the first one is Idris Elba was initially hired to replace Will Smith as Deadshot, but it was later decided that um, Elba would play a new character to allow Smith to return in the future. And the last piece of information I have is James Gunn wanted Dave Bautista to play Peacemaker, but Bautista turned it down to play the lead role in Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. And from what I understand, um, coming from Dave Bautista's mouth itself, that he was paid a lot more to star in Army of the Dead than be Peacemaker. I mean, that makes sense. I can see that. But I mean, it would have maybe he would have got it on somewhat later if you know he would also got the option to do the TV show. But yeah. Who knows? So if I could just comment real quick before we leave on the first one that you listed, 
about mm-hmm. Elba initially being hired to replace Will Smith. Do you know, I actually felt, I, I actually felt that watching the movie. I yeah, felt with the like, daughter subplot. Well, no, just the Idris Elba character in general in the very beginning, because um, I knew he was in the movie, but I wasn't really paying attention to I actually saw him on the screen. And I felt like at first that he was supposed to be a replacement for Will Smith, but then as the movie went on, I got the sense that he wasn't necessarily replacing Will Smith, but just exactly I was what you said that at some point Will Smith would be like, I don't, I didn't read any of that, but just watching that movie, I, I think they did a good job of, of even making you feel like this is somebody who could work with Will Smith character in the future. I, right. I got the impression with hit with Idris Elba's character that that was Deadshot <clears throat> and all they did was just change the name from Deadshot to Bloodsport because it's the same thing that Will Smith had like he had a daughter and you know she was going to be on her own and she got into some trouble and he Will Smith would have had to do the mission to you know and he mm-hmm. was charming and a little bit cocky like Will Smith like I could see everything every single action Idris Elba took could have been played by Will Smith's character. Oh, I don't disagree. Um, yeah. So, Lamitra, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Man, I have nothing to plug other than to other than to uh, plug. We used to talk about this at work. <laughs> <laughs> you um, are you're a good guest. I seriously, I mean, you know, I'm not working on anything at the moment, but. I'm not going to lie. I've said it before. I like what you guys are doing. I'm happy to be a part of it. And now that, you know, having done this without Matt, I definitely hope I get to come back in the future so that I can do this with the both of you. Because I make sure to uh, not be on that episode. (laughs) That's rude. So now you go, well, that'll just give me a chance to come on a third one. There you go. I can do one with him and then I can do one with there both you of you. I actually, no, I miss, I miss you guys. I miss um, yeah, talking to both of you. BS. Um, so, yeah. I mean, again, that's another reason why I was looking forward to doing this. So nope, not plugging anything, but we should talk about this at work. So um, I'll be sure to uh, let our coworker know that you and I got to talk. So you might want to take a listen, lady. <laughs> Yeah, might want to pop on herself in a future episode. Who knows? Right, right. See if we get on there. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at we used to talk pod. Lamento, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, even if this episode tanks in the ratings, I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, you will be back. Well, I hope it doesn't take in the ratings, but I will definitely take the opportunity to come back, man. This, this is, I, thanks for having me. Seriously. This is great. Um, I had a good time. Really enjoyed talking to you. Miss you guys and, uh, get better, Matt keeping the ball rolling on giving you guys uh, an idea what's happening next week we're gonna be talking to someone else we used to work with and we're gonna review jungle cruise see you next week Mm -hmm.